welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general terms, but its main focus is the mental game in particular, that aspect of the game which seems to separate the good from the great and the um, legends from the journeymen. It's that aspect of the game I think can give people competitive edge, especially people of equal ability and talent. And I also think it can also give competitive edge to people of inferior ability and talent in certain situations. You know, there's some wonderful quotations. Um, I, I think it was, I think it was Tom Watson who said, the only person I fear in the last round of a major is myself. And I think that's an acknowledgement that, you know, um, we can't control what other people are doing so we kind of figure I should be able to control what I'm doing and sometimes controlling ourselves, especially in times of great stress, uh, for some people is much harder than others. And I was talking to some pals recently and had a conversation that has been had many times by golfers in many locations uh, around the world. And the question is, who's the greatest golfer of all time? Now, this is a, um, <clears throat> a question to which there's no precise answer. There's an, a, an answer of sort of preference. And uh, depending how you measure greatness, I think it was, um, I'm not sure who it was. It might have been Hogan who, when it had been said he was the greatest golfer who ever lived, said you can only be the greatest within your era. You know, you can't be the greatest of all time. Your records may not be comparable with the records of others. And I think that's that's very fair comment, you know. And uh, so when I try and decide who I think is the greatest golfer of all time, you know, the criteria you have to look at are major championships. Um, you also have to look at the era in which they played. And what's interesting um, is if you look at the turn of the last century, you had um, coming out of the United Kingdom, you know, uh, Harry Varden, uh, and then there was uh, Ted Ray, and there was uh, uh, the other fella whose name escapes me at the moment, J.H. Uh, Taylor. And these were the, we're called the, the great triumvirate. There were, there were three incredibly good players at the top of the game competing alongside each other at the same time. And I believe that you, you've seen that in tennis more recently with Djokovic, uh, Nadal, and um, Federer. You know, these are three players who in any other era would have just dominated. But because they all arrived at the same time, they have uh, shared the spoils, but they've also push, pushed each other to a higher level of performance. If you go back into the um, the twenties, the you then had the era of um, Walter Hagen and Bobby Ross. Not uh, Bobby Ross, sorry, Bobby Ross is a friend of mine from from uh, Atlanta. Uh, Bobby Jones. Um, sorry, Bob, if you're listening to this, uh, I didn't put you up there with Hagen intentionally, even though you may think you should be. Um, the the idea was uh, Bobby Jones and uh, Hagen kind of competed against each other. But again, 
one can argue that. And then you come into the uh, the post-war period when you had Sam Snead and you had Ben Hogan and you had a number of other unbelievably Jimmy DeMarret, um, Lloyd Mangrum. I mean, just some amazingly good players. And then we come into the player Nicklaus and uh, Arnold Palmer era in the 60s, the mid-60s. And then into the 70s and 80s, we had other uh, players who were right at the top of their game for a long time. And then in the late 90s, along came Tiger Woods. So who is the greatest of all time? Well, I, it may be sort of an age thing, um, but I think I would have to go, and let me give you my three candidates. Number one would be Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones was an amateur golfer and he won the, the sort of the unofficial grand slam of the British and United States Open Championships at, on the same year that he won the British and American Amateur Championships, which uh, no one's going to do that again. And at the time, he wasn't eligible to play in any the PGA event and I'm not, at the Masters didn't exist. So in a sense, he did what was considered to be impossible as an amateur golfer to win both amateur titles and both of the open titles. Now, why is Jones in my list? Well, I think Jones is in my, is my list because he was a very educated guy, had three university degrees. He retired at 28 because the stress became just too much for him. He put his clubs away in October and got them, dusted them down in sort of early March. So he wasn't a professional. He was, uh, in the true sense of the word, an amateur golfer. Um, and he won an extraordinary percentage of the tournaments he entered. He played these unbelievably, unbelievably amazing shots under pressure, playing with hickory shafted clubs. And if you've ever played hickory shafted clubs, they are a challenge. Uh, so he was a phenomenal golfer. Um, curiously, when the steel shafts came in, they didn't work for his, his timing and he never was very comfortable with them, but he'd retired by that point at the age of 28 in 1930. The second player would be Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan in one year won three majors uh, in 1953. He couldn't get back playing a fourth. He was a gritty, gritty, tough competitor who more than any player in history went out of his way to, 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 to master the game. Um, he was known for his ice-cool personality, his abrasive personality. He wasn't out to, to, to please the crowd. He was out to, to dominate the tournament, and that's what he went to great lengths to do. To turn up in 1953 and win the Open Championship at Carnoustie on his first attempt using a ball that was smaller than he was used to uh, is a testament to his, his skill. Um, he came back from a phenomenal accident, and he was just a tough, tough competitor. And then the third candidate would be Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was a phenom, a golfing prodigy at the age of four, which also Bobby Jones was, curiously, not a prodigy, but a very good young player. And um, he was groomed and he was developed by his parents and his support team to, for want of a better word, to be an assassin, to be a killer, to go out there and just win. And you look at his young swing, it was all very fluid and languid. 
but he was a player determined to to win. Winning was everything, and that was a good mentality for him to get into. Sadly, I think it, um, in the early part of his career, it worked against him in that he didn't learn the social skills of being one of the guys. He didn't tip staff in the clubhouse after tournaments when he won. Small things that make huge differences. He obviously, without any doubt, is a completely different character today. But he went out to play in tournaments and he was expected to win. And he did. You know, he was a man everybody was gunning for. And again, he had that pressure on him. I mean, Jack Nicholas talked about the pressure he had on himself. Now, people have asked me, why don't I include Jack Nicholas in that group? Because I think Jack Nicholas um, would be my fourth choice, but I was keeping it down to three. But I think I better include Nicholas just for the sake of um, balance. So Woods then won, he had all four majors at one time on his trophy cabinet, uh, three from one year, one from the next. And it is a tribute to that, that level of um, ability to have done that. And now finally come on to, to Jack Nicholas. Nicholas is a man who launched himself in 1959 into the, into the world of golf and stayed in it for four decades. He had that pressure on him to deliver. He did 18 majors. But what's more impressive with um, Nicholas is he had a lot of runner-up uh, positions in major championships. He was gracious in victory and gracious in defeat. Um, he focused his career on the majors and that was what was going to be his legacy. He got to 18, Tiger got to, I believe, 15. And I think had he not sort of had that hiccup in his career, um, when he kind of fell from a little bit of grace, I think things could have been very, very different. So who do I think is the greatest golfer of all time? Well, as I said earlier, you can only be the greatest golfer of your time. And for that point of view, Bobby Jones, without doubt, greatest golfer of the 20s. Uh, ben Hogan, the greatest golfer of the 50s. Nicholas of the mid 60s to the very early 80s. And Woods from the, um, the 1999 to about 2014, he was just um, unbelievable. But I think all in all, I would have to go for Tiger Woods as the greatest of all time. Because I do believe that, and I try to imagine if the four players went head to head using the same equipment. And um, I have to, and it might be tricky for Bobby Jones with uh, steel shafted clubs, but I would think it would be an amazing match to watch, an amazing game to watch. But I think it would be down to Woods and Hogan, if it was going to be match play and in a stroke play, it'd be down to, well, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a winner. So let me know who you're, you think the greatest of all time is. Again, that's just my take on it. Next week, I might change my mind. Hope I don't. Um, if you're really interested in developing your mental game, please visit the site, seeyougolf.com, and you'll find um, some very uh, short courses and long courses depending on what you want to do. Lots of options on how to learn and develop your mental game. Um, and that's it. Uh, until we meet again, uh, have a wonderful week and I look forward to your company in the near future. Until then, great golf and happy days. <laughs>